Good afternoon, John McDonald here. Happy Hump Day. It's Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Hope you're having a beautiful day. And please stay tuned for some upcoming rants for the day. Good afternoon. How are you? How's your families? Hope you're doing well on this Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Yeah, beautiful sunny day here in Stratford, Prince Edward Island. It's cold though. It's like uh, minus 20 or something. Lots of developments happening here locally in regards to uh, mandates, vaccines, so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, I'll just share a few thoughts I have on the whole situation today, um, there was a news article that actually came out from a local pediatrician, and uh, she was speaking about the vaccines and kind of uh, the mandates and the lockdowns, not specifically about the vaccines, but more about the lockdowns and the impact on children. And... uh, Yeah, so this is a a pediatrician doctor uh, speaking out uh, specifically about lockdown situation and how it's uh, potential impact on youth, um, saying that vaccine mandates are doing more harm than good. Not necessarily vaccine mandates, but lockdown mandates. Specifically for a population that pretty much has very, very low uh, adverse effects um, when contracting uh, COVID-19. She was speaking about how, uh, you know, not being able to be with their classmates, schoolmates, just the whole socioeconomic impact it's going to have on them down the road. And I was listening to a podcast the other evening from a Dr. McCullough who was speaking about vaccine efficacy and how it's impacting uh, youth. And really it's unconscionable what we're doing, forcing children to get vaccinated And he cited that never in the history of the world have we forced uh, children, young adults, to get vaccinated um, when there's really minor health benefits, if any, to them. Uh, And in fact, uh, in his review of the virus data, Now, this gentleman is an epidemiologist, cardiologist, virologist, and a practicing physician in examining the data. Uh, He found that children were more likely to end up in a precarious situation from the vaccine rather than getting COVID-19. One of the specific ill effects of the vaccine that they're seeing is uh, myocarditis in children. And uh, he cited that 
whenever there's damage to heart tissues, um, it just doesn't come back. It's not like if, when you pull a muscle or strain a leg or sprain your ankle. This is an organ that's responsible for pumping blood through your system for the rest of your life. And he talked about those effects basically forcing children to get vaccinated and how uh, really the biggest argument for getting children vaccinated is not that it's going to save their lives because the data clearly shows that now. Um, the biggest argument for it is that um, it's to save uh those that may get infected so to reduce the spread so currently we're in a situation where we're mandating vaccines for children uh, to benefit those who may be compromised already from a health situation uh, older people um, it's really unconscionable basically robbing the health of the youth uh, to provide um, a health benefit to the the old and um, vulnerable. So it's kind of a real sad situation that we've found ourselves in. And even lo local doctors here, Dr. Morrison, she's our chief public health officer here uh, in Prince Edward Island. When asked uh, by the media, you know what the what the impacts of COVID nineteen were on children. Um, you know, she stated really, you know, the main goal of getting as many children vaccinated was to reduce the spread. And that's really not a good reason to administer a medication. Um, the medication should be clearly outlined and beneficial to the person that's receiving it. Uh, it's very, very sad. And it, it weighs a little bit heavy on my heart, to be totally honest. Um, not enough people are actually considering the long-term consequences on our youth, uh, whether through mandatory vaccination or long-term socioeconomic um, implications through lockdown, school closures, what have you. <clears throat> uh, yesterday in a news briefing, our local premier and... Uh, CPO, Dr. Heather Morrison, were speaking about, you know, someone asked them, you know, because they keep talking about the models that they're using and the modeling and the model this and the model that. And uh, one of the reporters, which was an amazing question, I haven't had heard anything so provocative since uh, the beginning, um, you know, besides here and there. But the reporter asked, you know, when are you going to release release the models and the data that you're using um, that, you know, are putting uh, pressure on you to put all these enforcement measures in place. And the premier kind of um, did a hum and ha and, and kind of, you know, ring, wrung his hands in nervousness and saying, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have been using the word, the modeling, uh, Dr. Morrison basically just comes into my office and, uh, you know, tells me what they're seeing. 
So then he turns it over to Dr. Morrison and she again wrings her hands in a in a nervous manner and says, you know, you know, well, we haven't really, you know, we're not really looking at modeling, we're kind of looking at trends and outcomes and in in a, a number of different factors. So really they're just playing a knee-jerk reaction um to a larger narrative in my opinion to keep up public appearances when the worldwide data overall indicates that yes omicron is highly transmissible but in an overwhelming amount of cases it is extremely um less impactful on a person's health and if you're uh, a young healthy adult or middle-aged person that's young and healthy there's really no benefit uh besides supposedly taking the tra- vaccine booster booster 1 booster 2 booster 3 to prevent the so-called spread well in our province here locally <clears throat> Uh, we are 92% uh, plus fully vaccinated. Um, we have exorbitant uh, shutdown measures. Uh, and it's really just crazy. I don't know how anybody in their proper frame mind of thinking that would be looking at this from a critical standpoint could actually believe what's going on. And I had someone comment on a on a discussion thread I was having. Well, you know, we've had magazines in the past and so and so and, you know, the polio and this vaccine and that vaccine. Well, all those vaccines were, the, were for their own personal benefit. The data is overwhelming that children are not impacted by COVID-19, Delta, Omicron, like the old, sick, and vulnerable. So robbing the health of children to benefit others is uh, it's just not right, in my opinion. Maybe you think it is. Maybe you think it is beneficial to uh, rob the health of children for the benefit of the old, sick, and vulnerable population. And went on in the discussion to talk about, well, you know, this is just going to be the way it is going forward. You know, it's going to be vaccines every year. If you want to take the vaccine, take it. If you're a vulnerable person and it's beneficial to you, take it. But once we give up our own bodily autonomy, uh, it is a slippery slope, folks. Once, Once the government takes your freedoms... Um, they're very unlikely to give them back. And I argued, what's next? We're going to make people forced to be eating salads. Uh, We're going to force people not to uh, drink alcohol. We're going to force people not to smoke. We're going to force people not to put uh, gasoline in their cars. We're going to force people to donate blood. If there's a shortage, 
Maybe you're on board with all that. Um, but me, myself, I am not. I am opposed to um, anybody being in charge of my personal body and being. If you're scared, stay home. If you're sick or vulnerable or old, shelter in place and take all the measures that you need to. Um, it's not our children's responsibility to take care of your health and welfare. They're not even out working in the community yet, building their own lives. So now, you know, we've put so many strains on children of, of expectations, what they need to be, what they need to do. Now they're responsible for your personal health. We really need to examine this hard, folks. It's, it's a slippery slope. One of the issues cited by many doctors and many scientists is that we are looking at the virus and drawing conclusions based on our expectations rather than looking at ways to disprove what we think. Words like likely to, seems like, unsure, but this is all we have, are not appropriate reasons to mandate vaccines, boosters, or lockdowns, in my opinion. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a Rhodes Scholar. But what I do know is that you should have personal autonomy over your individual person and health care decisions. And if anybody tells you different, I really encourage you to strongly look at it through a critical lens and really ask yourselves, should we be robbing the potential health of our youth to, to save the old, the sick, and the vulnerable? Maybe your child has two kidneys. And another child needs a kidney. Well, maybe you should give up that kidney of your child. Make that decision for them, you know. Take them to the hospital, get their kidney removed and give them to someone else. Because when you are giving up your child's health autonomy, it's really not much different. And with that, I'll close. And that is my serious rant for the day. Thank you. Have a beautiful one.